everyone, welcome to the I Am Enough podcast. My name is Alisa Eresina and I am happy and excited to present you Marisa. And Marisa, for me, is a fantastic thought leader. She's a psychedelic advocate. She has created Lucid News, a platform to, for psychedelic journalism. And I am just excited because this talk is incredible. She's sharing so much from her personal journey, why she went to study psychedelics, how psychedelics helped her heal trauma and undigested emotions. Um, she's sharing her work in Peru with shamans and how that went for her, as well as her vision for the future with Lucid News and how Kundalini Yoga and psychedelics are a contemplatory match. So, Peeps, if you are were wondering what the hell are psychedelics, how can you get started, why is there such a huge hype around it, and what are the healing powers of psychedelics, then this is for you. And we're live. Welcome everyone to another great episode of the I'm Enough podcast. And once again, I have the big pleasure to have a kick-ass woman um, from Costa Rica. If you're watching it, I see her beautiful jungle in the background. And it's such a pleasure to have her here. And I just want to give a brief insight when I met Marisa the first time. That was at the meetup in Vienna, in the Psychedelic Society Vienna. And I don't remember if it was the first one which I went to, uh, or if it was already when I was co-creating um, with Malena and then realized I really want to be part of this movement but I remember you were one of the speakers and you were sharing one of your movies and I just was fascinated by you seeing that there are people who are like in working media and arts and conscious movie making and are ambassadors and advocates for psychedelics and so many topics that I had um, not uh, a full picture of and I was just super fascinated back then when I saw you on stage and who would have thought that I don't know how many years this it is already afterwards um, you're here and I have the great great honor to um, share your magic with more people your mission with more people and just to jump into the juiciness of your work and your soul and yes I would love to give you the stage to introduce who you are and um, your story of, of what brought you here into the jungles of Costa Rica and I'm I'm always giving the first entry question to skip all the bullshit talk and go and go to the core. So what is your I'm not enough bullshit story that you were telling yourself or maybe even um, tell yourself right now? Um, yeah. What is that? That's a lot of questions. Um, okay, hold on. So first of all, I think it was like two years ago that we met. I think it was 2018. Um, I was just filming. I, let me see. I think I had already finished filming most of the episodes of Healing Powers uh, that you can now see on Gaia TV. And um, so, yeah, I'm a, a documentary filmmaker, uh, a, I guess a community organizer, the media director at Lucid News, which is a new online news platform uh, around psychedelics and consciousness. Which I and, can't wait to dive into with you. <laughs> yeah, we just launched a couple of weeks ago, so it's uh, it's an exciting time. Um, and uh, what other things? Oh, and I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher. Um, so, so I think in order to answer your other question, what is um, my story of I'm not enough? Um, I will 
weave in all the things that I've been doing uh, and also why I'm here in Costa Rica, um, it all ties together to, uh, in my childhood, I had, I experienced a lot of trauma and uh, I was so eager to get through it. And, you know, my family, even though there was like a lot of trauma, we, I, my parents really loved me and they worked also very hard to be good parents. And so um, I was eager to be like, you know, I yelled a little bit and was like, this is fucked up and this is bad, da, da, da. but I was like, okay, it's fine. You know, I yelled it, we're good. I've said how wrong this was, moving on. And um, I just sort of, you know, I always knew that I wanted to work with a therapist. And I always knew that there were things that I needed work with. And um, I really, what I ended up doing is spending my 20s and uh, into my 30s, my I spent a lot of time reading self-help books, trying to get into meditation, um, different kinds of yoga, Zen, Buddhist, uh, you know, week-long retreats, Vipassana, um, you know, crystals, whatever, positive affirmations. And I did, I like dove into all these different forms of self-improvement and self-help and landmark and whatever else. And I was um, not making very much progress. I, and I had a lot of social anxiety and I think some PTSD and, um, you know, I, what I consider failure to thrive as an adult, you know, I just like everything I was doing, I, I knew I was talented and I knew I was working very, 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 very hard. In fact, too hard. And nothing was really coming of what I was doing. You know, I was, I was amassing different skill sets, but I was not ever like making enough money. I was always barely scraping by by the skin of my teeth. And um, life was just hard. Relationships were not thriving. And my work was not thriving. My career was not thriving. And um, you know, I would hit places where I, I think I, you know, I had to, what do they call it? I don't know. I had to kind of go bankrupt. I didn't have a lot of money. I couldn't pay my credit cards after moving to LA. Um, and, you know, I, there were just points where I would just come crashing into where my, my systems, the way I was operating didn't work. And at the same time, I didn't have the money to afford therapy. Um, you know, and I had, I had, um, I had done a lot of psychedelics from like, uh, not a lot, but you know, I have played with them 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. And especially there was like a rave scene movement when, and I like, you know, there's definitely some MDMA, some LSD and some mushrooms in there. But I, I didn't understand how to, I had had some massive breakthrough experiences, but I didn't understand how to replicate them. And I was afraid to do larger doses because I, enough times they went weird for me and it was uncomfortable and it was really just magnifying my own discomfort. So, um, though I thought there was definitely, I, I knew there was something incredibly powerful in psychedelics. I didn't understand and I wasn't willing to risk the discomfort to figure it out. Um, and maybe six, seven years ago, uh, you know, well, let's see, actually, I, I first did ayahuasca when I was 27 and um, it didn't work. I thought, I thought, you know, and I, um, I, I had all the physical purging. I even passed out. It was a really intense experience physically, but no mental stuff. And a year later I did that again. And again, no mental stuff. 
Um, and then a few years later, I did some more. I did two nights and absolutely no mental stuff. Um, and so I, I wasn't sure what was going on. I knew something was wrong. I didn't know how to work it out. Um, and again, I went, I came crashing uh, when I was on a shoot in Panama. I was on, I was working and my coping mechanisms were coffee and alcohol and sugar and pushing my, I would work really, really, really hard. Then I would try to let some steam off with a couple of drinks at the end of the day, um, which would be enough not to feel good the next morning. And then I would overcompensate with sugar and caffeine trying to get up again. And I just ran myself into such a rut and the, like the schedule on the shoot was really exhausting. And so halfway through, I was like, depressed and run down and had zero energy like I had really like I could barely move and I um you know I left my job and uh which was shooting a documentary in the jungle and I you know that was six weeks before I was supposed to come back and so I said okay uh, I think I should go to Peru and you know basically from there I set on this really like intense okay let's dive into psychedelics let's figure out what's going on um, and let's learn what my belief is and what, what are these systems that I'm operating by that don't serve me? Why, it, why am I struggling so much to thrive? Um, and so, you know, what I found was my belief is I'm not good enough or there's, or simultaneously there's something really wrong with me. And, um, those two beliefs, whenever I'd hit them would be so devastating and throw me into like a pretty reason like pretty hefty depression and um eventually with with working with psychedelics intentionally i found some people in los angeles before i was on that shoot that were working with it ceremonially and through my work i started understanding okay psychedelics are like bird's eye view allow you to see your your system see your patterns in a way uh that you normally can't when you're you know operating from the default network mode uh and I started making small bits of progress. And when I landed in Peru, uh, still not having had a mental experience with uh, ayahuasca, the shamans there, they diagnosed me with a condition and I started filming my own story. And even prior to that, I was already going, okay, the world needs to know how psychedelics can help us. And so that launched me into, you know, the documentary film project, The Healing Powers. And, um, you know, I am really i've seen i've seen that we operate um the reason why i was having such a hard time making progress in my own work towards self-improvement was because i was going about it through the mind Mm. um all all those things i was telling you about the meditation the self-affirmations everything was like me utilizing just the mind to solve all these problems and not going into the heart, body, and spirit aspect, you know, and it's like, we have all, like, humans have lots more components, you don't only, like, navigating the world just by the mind is eliminating this, like, huge intelligence we have in the rest of our system, and that's why I think the world's out of balance, because everything is done through the mind, the calculating, uh, quantifying part, so, yeah, anyway, I, in my work, understanding that, you know, it's become very clear that I think, um, uh, well, let's see, it's become clear that a lot of people don't know about that and that it helped me so much. So I'm really very passionate about spreading the word. Wow. Um, first of all, thank you so much for such a vulnerable, open, transparent, uh, 
sharing who you are. I think mm. um, I wouldn't say like it's common, um, depending on your on your, the people you surround yourself with, how people share who they really are. And I deeply want to honor that because there were some vulnerable parts there. And um, a lot of things that you have said resonated with me um, a lot um, because I see myself uh, in the story. Um, I also was diagnosed with, uh, diagnosed with PTSD, like tried the classical stuff. Um, and uh, the first ayahuasca ceremony that I had, actually the, um, before we turned on the record button, Marisa was sharing with that she's moving to Echo Village and I asked her which one. And it was Florestal, the one where I had my first ayahuasca. Yoga ayahuasca, it was called back then. Uh, where they combined the technology of yoga with ayahuasca and my first ceremony I didn't feel shit I didn't feel anything and um, I was so confused and for me one of the big realizations was that I was so fucking scared to let go into this realm um, that I did everything in my power to hold hold my experience into this 3d mm. reality because this fear of like what are you going to discover like who are you going to come on the other side and so on so i find it super super fascinating and there are many things that i want to follow up one thing is um like how uh, if you want to share of course like in this experience in peru like was there a point where you had a deeper connection than to the ayahuasca like where there's some some i wouldn't say breakthroughs but um uh, oh, there were breakthroughs. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if so, what changed? Because I met many people on my journey who have similar experiences that they're going into this context and they don't feel anything and they're stuck. Oh, in really? Yes. I'm trying to figure out how common this is because um, I've filmed this, like I've filmed so much of the adventure there and I am... I am now re developing a one-woman show about it, like a theatrical play that, oh, wow. I don't know, depending on how long the virus goes, <laughs> might need to be, like I have a green screen, maybe I have to do it at home and you know, share it online. Um, but I, I also have all this footage, and so I'm trying to figure out the right way to tell the story. And if people, I mean, I think independent of ayahuasca not working, the story is pretty cool. Um, so I got to Peru, um, met some lovely people who had been working with shamans there. I, I was at a hostel and met all these other folks who had like different shamans in different parts of uh, near Iquitos and, and everyone had had really great experiences. And there were about like five of us or so, four of us. And there were like five or six of us and then there were four shamans. And so we took a tour. We went and visited each other's shamans over the course of like two months. And um, two, there was one woman, her name was Otilia, and another couple uh, named Javier and Jessica uh, with spiritual dimensions. And I ended up really resonating with both the couple and with Otilia. Otilia. And um, they both diagnosed me without me telling them. They both gave me the same diagnosis called a pulsario. They call it a pocket of negative air and energy the result of undigested traumas so wow. you know it's like as, as animals when they get into a fight with another animal they have a little seizure they shake it out they release all the adrenaline and the cortisol and all the stuff that's in their system that causes you to tense up and be able to fight or flight humans when we get into a fight we're like just walk it off you know and i mean some people have are athletes and know how to work it out but most of us and a lot of us don't have that skill set or whatever. We don't know or that that's a tool. It. Yeah, or we suppress it. You just push it down. I'm not going to feel anything. 
you know, and we're taught, honey, don't be sad. Don't cry. Don't be angry. We're like not taught how to experience our emotions. And so we're emotionally constipated. And so that's what I was going on with me. You know, I was so eager to be like, okay, well, I yelled at my, my parents. I, I already vented about what I have a problem with in my childhood. Move on, get over it. Like be an adult, you know, and what, you know, what I think a lot of people do is they go, okay, that, that shit was hard. I'm going to build my life around it. We're going to move on. But there's this wound. It's like a splinter in your, you know, and that it's just going to fester until you actually get in there and clean it out. And so anyway, I think that that pulsario is sort of um, a symptom of it. And so the ayahuasca wasn't going to work until I got deep into my own system, started clearing it out. And so I went on with Donna Atilia, I stayed with her for a week. She warned me ahead of time. She's like, you're going to stay with me. And one day you're going to want to die. It's going to be really rough. <laughs> and so I was like, I am down, whatever, please make me better. Help me get better. Anything. Um, and, and there was hardly any ayahuasca. I like, I stayed with her for a week in, in the little Tombow, total isolation, her or her son would bring me meals. I had, um, you know, I was writing and I was, I think I was listening to podcasts. It wasn't super hardcore, but um, I, and reading books, but I stayed there for the week. And at the end of the, or one, I don't know, like four days in or five days in one day, I was just like super lightheaded running back and forth to the bathroom all day long. And it got pretty rough at the end of it, but it was fine. Um, it was definitely worth it. It was like a bad case of food poisoning. Um, and, and then uh, a couple days later we did ayahuasca and she's like, okay, your, your pulsaria that was this big is now this big. <laughs> I'm like, okay. She's like, if you stayed with me longer and I'm like, yeah, I want to, but I also had already committed to staying with the other couple um, in, in spiritual dimensions. And so I, I stayed with them and uh, it wasn't as isolated, but they also gave me different plant medicines, different master plants and worked slowly through that. And uh, I did three, I think I did four ceremonies with them in the course of a week. And by the second ceremony where we did like a spiritual surgery, um, which is a little extra singing around me. And like, I was covered with herbs afterwards and when there was just you know like some energy directed towards my gut um that ceremony was i finally broke through um but you know it definitely took some time and some real dedication and working with different shamans and at that point that was like my seventh or eighth ceremony in my life um before i actually had an experience you know and i thought i was almost like is this the definition of crazy like trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results Not you yet. know what i mean no, yeah yeah no yeah no and i'm so glad I, I persisted and i stuck with it and um now you know i probably have had like 30 something ceremonies and um the wisdom of this plant and how this plant works is just blowing me away. And I'm seeing that all those times where I thought it wasn't working, where I thought it wasn't doing anything. And I was just blowing 250 bucks for, and that I didn't have in the first place on nothing that all of those experiences counted. And it's almost like, you know, an ayahuasca kind of starts showing you things as you work with her more and more. Um, I, I got the message that like, it's like a chisel and it's just very slowly scraping away at the edges of that emotional, I, like, it's like plaque, you know, it, the pulsario, that buildup uh, of emotions pushed down is a hard 
shell and the ayahuasca can like scrape away at it or the pulsaria, I don't know. And there's so many ways to look at it, but basically it's slowly scraping away and getting your system ready to release it so that then that energy of life force can run through you. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. I'm also very happy that you pursued and uh, stuck with it. I know how, how big of your ovaries must have been to be there, uh, <laughs> you know, and to pursue it, like uh, not knowing if something will happen, if eventually um, something will, will um, come out of this. So I really deeply honor that. And I have just a, a mini follow-up question. You said spiritual dimensions before. Is this a term for a, a place somewhere in the jungles or? Yeah, it's it? an oh, actual. Okay. okay. It's a just, place I go to up here. No, no, no. It's a, the name of a center. <laughs> okay, okay the, beautiful. For anyone who wants to look up Dona Otilia, you look up literally Dona Otilia, that's her name, uh, and center, and it'll put you in touch with her. But for Jessica and Javier, you look up spiritual dimensions. Okay, perfect. Beautiful. Now I'm satisfied. Um, and the other thing is like what you just, just um, I would love to, to invite you to go even a bit deeper, because especially when you said like life force moving through you. And I love like the, or I will share it like how I see, how I see it for me. And please feel free um, to explore if this is similar for you or how you perceive this but i feel like whatever modality is appealing if you will you're looking at if it's meditation or yoga there are always like a lot of similarities there are different approaches how to do it but somehow if you dive deeper into the philosophy of understanding what people really are doing i mean it's not only like a seven days silent meditation retreat and that's it and you're like a pro in meditation but people who are really studying this until its core it all has similarities working with the energy with the, the emotional body within us and you mentioned also so beautifully in the beginning that there are different intelligence centers within our systems it's not only the mind there are many more intelligence centers, and we're just so equipped and so comfy using the minds trying to solve it so um how how is it colorating with kundalini yoga and how did your journey of kundalini yoga started did it help you participate it did you start it because you wanted to dive deeper what's the connection with kundalini and psychedelics um so let's see how to frame this so the idea to like finish flushing that out that life force energy i think oh, i wonder if i should launch into this bigger story here right now my i have a pet story i like to share with people um and it kind of it's a foundational belief system so i think it might be a good time to go there <laughs> um go there <laughs> in in some of my psychedelic journeys working with psilawaska actually mushrooms and um an maoi like siri and rue in this case i've i've had the great fortune of interfacing with god energy the creative energetic force that drives the universe kind of like i i think it god is like electricity that animates life it makes the flowers turn their head up it, it's the fuel that runs the universe and I kind of feel like there's got a bit a little there's a little bit of a personality and a cohesiveness to it as well. And so in a Silawaska journey, God um, has basically, you know, in these conversations, my understanding of the world has come to be that God is and actually let me back that up. I should say God by most definitions uh around religion and such are and spiritual practices is that god is all-knowing all-powerful omnipotent omniscient 
perfect in every way. And I always think, what are you going to do when you're perfect in every way? Where are you going to go? How are you going to grow? Like you're already perfect where, you know, and if you're already everywhere, there's nowhere to go. So what do you do but create a game and take parts of yourself and create earth and other planets and other galaxies, who knows, and, uh, and people and maybe aliens and everything else and give all the people amnesia and make them forget that they're God so that they can play a game of remembering so that they can have variety instead of being in that sort of stagnant, perfect place, there is the ability to experience all the flavors of rainbow. There's the experience and the reason to grow. And so, you know, um, I think what happens is that trauma and the suppression of our emotions is blocking our ability to grow and expand. And so we're cutting off. I think every human has the capacity to connect to divine intuition and our own inner divinity and our own awareness of our divinity. And, and just, you don't have to know necessarily that you're God, but you have a, an intuitive force that drives you and the authentic beingness and presence in the world. And so um, when we are constantly pushing down our emotions and closing ourselves off and living in systems that don't serve us, we shut that flow off and then life is hard. And so um, I, I feel that mine, my work has been to connect back to that flow and to learn what that is and to have that guide me because when I'm in that connection with flow, I really, um, life is just full of magic and, and, and serendipity and synchronicities and all kinds of, uh, like, I, I feel that I'm quite often in a state of constant creation of magic. And so, you know, for me, I was trying to do all these meditations and trying to get into all this yoga, but trying to figure it out in the brain, not trying to, not being able to connect intuitively, but figuring it out. And what the, the, the way they all connect for me is psychedelics, especially like DMT, um, actually all of them, but they have shown me and that Silawaska experience that, that the God energy exists and that there are all these other spaces. Like, I feel like I've seen other dimensions and that the nature of reality that we see here is like one tiny, tiny, tiny fragment of the bigger picture. And so that being the case, um, I, I was never able to go into a deep practice of meditation or of yoga because those moments of quiet would just magnify the anxiety I already had in my brain. Mm. And once I understood with psychedelics, what, what actually was there, what I was working towards, then I was able to go back into um, actually become a Kundalini yoga teacher and create the discipline for me to find that quiet space and that connection without any psychedelics. So um, Kundalini is, you know, a practice that really brings together uh, the mind, body, heart, spirit, and the other etheric realms, you know, they say that there's 10 bodies that we have. And so um, it helps. It's a yoga that is really, it utilizes meditation, mantra, mudras, um, you know, pressure points in your body, breath work, breath work, altering your state of mind so that you can get out of the monkey analytical mind, get into the body and start clearing out that energy that's been stuck. 
And so, um, you know, the, the two are very complementary, ayahuasca and kundalini for me especially, but psilocybin as well, in the sense that, and even MDMA, you know, MDMA helps you find trauma, it helps you feel it and lets it go. So there's more open channel for energy to flow through you, you know, so. Mm. Thank you so much for this beautiful uh, insights and um, uh, because your intention was to be a wonderful communicator in this talk, like for now, I can approve you at every single word that you say. Oh, so you great. have a very uh, beautiful way of um, explaining it. And I know this concept are very difficult um, and I know it's not easy to put them into words because words themselves are already reductionist and they take away the magic basically of what's going on. And um, so for those who are listening and tuning in and have no connection to psychedelics at all, have never experienced it, uh, maybe even like if you're listening and you feel like a bit triggered or fear, like, you know, what is it all about? Where can a person start where um, to maybe explore or just to, to, to be curious about it, apart from your wonderful doc documentary that we will link in the show notes, The Healing Powers, where can a person start if you feel maybe you are the one who is experiencing some trauma, maybe you are the one who is stuck in this rat race game and uh, feel you're not um, having breakfast for classical therapy. Um, I mean, like right now we're having an um, interesting time where, where, where MDMA-assisted therapy is... Um, becoming more and more realistic to implement on a global scale, which is super interesting. But where can a person start? Do you have any? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, it's so funny. That question has been asked to me before, and there's been times where I'm like, oh, I don't really know. And so I actually created something that we just are releasing on Lucid News. Uh, and it's a little, it's a psychedelic orientation series. So it's me in front of a green screen. And, uh, you know, the first lines are so you're thinking of doing psychedelics. You read the Michael Pollan book and your friend's uncle's cousin had the most transformative experience with ayahuasca. And now you think it might be your turn and you have no idea where to start and what does it look like? And so the series kind of breaks it down what this world looks like. Like, you know, what's an ayahuasca, what's a ceremonial approach look like versus a celebratory recreational approach versus therapeutic versus your own self-work. And it sort of breaks that down. So it helps people get the lay of the land. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Just as a side note, uh, I really think it's a fantastic idea. Um, yeah, I was yeah, craving yeah. for something for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm so, I'm very fortunate. I got some wonderful, um, my, uh, one of the co-founders I'm working with, Annie Oak, who's also the, one of the founders of the Women's Visionary Congress. Uh, and has like a big theme camp at Burning Man, and gives lots of talks, as well as um, founder of Take Three Production Company. She um, she's an elder in the space, or junior elder in the space, and she's really deeply connected to the community that has been bringing this forth since the '60s or '50s, you know. And so um, I got to have her eyes and help, like making sure I got all the right points covered. Um, yeah, and also a handful of other folks helped, you know, consult on it. And so it's, I feel very happy and honored to be able to help share this. And this is also the stuff that I wish I had been able to find when I was, if I would have been able to find this when I was 20, you know, um, but I don't think mm. I was ready. So whatever. <laughs> mm. There is a term which says like, uh, ayahuasca will call you, like it's not the other way around. If you're ready, you will meet Mother Ayahuasca. And um 
Yeah. So there's one more, um, one other book that I would like to recommend to, um, that I think is really nice to understand how this works. Uh, Joe Tafur, uh, he's a doctor and a shaman, um, or Kulandera, I don't know exactly. But, uh, it's called fellowship of the river. And he was simultaneously studying to be a doctor while he was going to Peru and learning how to work with ayahuasca as a, as a cuandero, as a shaman. And, and he tells the story and the parallels between these different realms. And he's also studying epigenetics, how we're seeing like the DNA markers in our bodies change when trauma is shifted. So, you know, it's, it's just lovely to have that scientific um, validation. For the mind. You know. Exactly. You know, yes, I, and I, it's I, important. Yeah. My father's a Trump supporter and I always say, okay, if I, I just want to get him to understand what this is all, you know, and I mean, a lot of people like I am also a skeptic and there is so much magic and I can sit there and talk forever about God and all kinds of cool, crazy stuff, but you gotta like, you, we need some quantifiable proof for sure. Mm. I love that approach and I um, thank you so much for sharing. I didn't know this book and I will link it also in the show notes for anyone who is interested. And I would love to jump onto uh, Lucid News. As you mentioned in the introductions, it's something super uh, new, super interesting that you launched just recently ago. And it's a platform, as far as I understood, um, a psychedelic news platform. And um, yeah, what's your vision? What is it about? Why do we need that? Um. Yeah, great question. Um, so, you know, I, Lucid News was born when I was at Horizons uh, Psychedelic, one of the longest run, the longest running psychedelic conference in New York City in October. And um, I had actually organized a psychedelic leadership summit, bringing leaders in the space together for a, a day long workshop before Horizons. And I met Ken Jordan, who is one of the co-founders of Evolver and Reality Sandwich and uh, Alchemist Kitchen. But these are all like New York-based community slash um, psychedelic pub online publications. And so he, uh, he and I hit it off and we ended up going to an event afterwards and just talking about what what does the space need? And I was meeting so many different people that were all working on really awesome projects, but people weren't talking to each other and nobody knew what anyone else was doing because there was just no space. And I had this idea that I still want to get off the ground that connects people creating businesses. Um, and that there's also a shared sense of ownership and accountability. So these were things that I was really driving towards. Um, and he was also seeing a need for news. He was already thinking about a news platform. And so we started to team, we, we were like, let's, we had lunch uh, after the conference. And we're like, okay, I, I think that we could maybe build something here. And we started talking to other people and Annie Oak came on and Faye and April, who had worked with uh, Ken before, uh, came on our team. And so um, we built this. One of the biggest distinguishing things I think uh, that I'm pretty proud of that I had no idea about until Annie Oak educated me is um, there's a, a lack of distinction in news in general between opinion and between like journalism, proper journalism. So uh, what we are really doing is making sure to distinguish those things so that people understand when they're reading, you know, fact-based journalism and when there's an opinion in the middle of it all. So um, 
you know, and what we see is so much new news is popping up on such a regular basis. And although there are like a lovely, there's like so many cool um, publications right now dedicated to psychedelics, they're not really focused on the hard news as much. Some, sometimes they will put out articles that are, uh, but a lot of it is very community and insular and holding the community. And what we're seeing is all these new people coming into the space and not, um, they want to get into the business aspect and they don't really know, they just see an opportunity to make money and they don't actually understand what this is built on and what this can do and how this can be dangerous when, when you know, people are just trying to make profits off of it. And so our intention is to sort of work as a bridge between the newcomers in this space, the businesses and all that aspect of it. And then all just this like, it's exploding how, how much new, how many new businesses are popping up and what are they doing and who's putting a patent on what and, and um, yeah, being a bridge between of that and then all of the intention and community efforts that have gone on before it finally broke through the mainstream. Powerful, super, super powerful. And I, I really feel like it's so um, relevant in this time, as you said, like, uh, businesses and ideas to profit from it are popping up like mushrooms everywhere and it's natural and it's good and it's a way of how to speed the process but uh, with the right intention so it's it's really wonderful if you can create this bridge and um, um, share share this with with more people and I'm just fascinated about what you're doing. I'm fascinated about the topic. I'm really grateful to have you here and like share all these wisdom nuggets uh, with me and with the audience. And I um, hope this is also not the last conversation because I'm following you and I'm watching what you're doing. So it's also interesting for me to see like where you will be heading in your life, not only personally, but also with Lucid News. But um, for today, I want to close slowly our beautiful intentional space together and i want to finish this off with a question that i love to ask others because it helps me to understand a bit of the juice and the core of the other person so um, it's a death reflection and um, if you would die next week and you would know that you would die next week what would be one message that you would love to share with your um, beloved brothers and sisters around the globe? And I want to add on the emphasis on that. Imagine whatever you're going to share is like the new Bible or the new Testament. It's the only wisdom um, that humanity will receive. And so you're leaving them with that behind. So what is the message that you would like to give to all of us? Wow. The new Testament is uh, yeah, that's a big, I, I think I, I didn't realize it was going to be that, you know, I, I have something that I have something in mind, but it's not as, I think what I would do is the whole story I gave you earlier. We're all parts of God playing a game of remembering we're parts of God. I think that if we can remember that we are truly divine and that our, our intention is, or our, our reason for being here is to experience and to allow everything. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I guess I could go into that a little bit deeper and just say that I have learned that the root of all my suffering is through resisting and trying to control or trying to change and not accepting things. Uh, that is where, you know, so I'm sad and I don't want to be sad, so I try to push it down. Or 
someone isn't available to spend time with me. So I get mad at them. I don't accept it. I don't accept them the way they are. And I decide to shut them off because clearly they're not good enough. What if I could just accept them for whenever they're available to be around and be okay with the fact that they're not around as much as I want them to be or whatever the deal is, you know? Um, so for me, I think uh, the one of the most valuable things I'm still learning, I have not by any stretch mastered this, but I'm working on it, is sitting in the discomfort and accepting it as a tool that is there to help us grow and and seeing really choosing to put on a lens in our lives that allows us to constantly ask what is this here to teach me what can i learn from this experience how how is this here to help me grow but like you know really always bring that to everything because um I mean, I, I think it's when we decide to look at the world in a lens of like, oh, see, there's proof that I'm not good enough. See, there's proof that uh, there's something wrong with me. And we just get into such a bad mood. And then from that bad mood, we can't generate goodness. But when we can shift and go, okay, what's this here to teach me? More feedback. We must be making progress because it's happening a little less, you know? Um, that allows us to cultivate a world where we're living from faith and trust that everything is there to teach us stuff instead of fear and doubt that everything's there to prove to us that we're not good enough. So choose your lens carefully and ideally see work on, on cultivating a lens of faith and trust that everything is here to teach us. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Thank you for sharing this. Um very very powerful um touched my heart and yes marisa what shall i say i'm honored to have you here on the show i'm i'm honored to spread your love and magic with more people i'm honored that you showed like i i'm really happy that you exist and we met and that you're doing this wonderful work and i just want to emphasize how important i believe the the things that you're doing like being an advocate bringing um uh, helping to build this bridge so people can understand so people can really return home to who they are to this divinity as you beautifully put it and i just want to deeply deeply honor that and i like support everything what you're doing and i'm just excited that um, you're on the show so thank you so much for being here and yes thank you for having me wow this was like such a delight and you um yeah i think this is my favorite podcast i've done yeah Ooh. thank you so much it was so yeah beautiful Thank you, thank you. If you want um, to connect to this wonderful woman and follow her journey or even get some first uh, steps on what the psychedelics uh, is or how you can maybe uh, explore it for yourself, uh, look at the show notes. Everything will be there and um, you will be able to connect to this wonderful woman. So all of you who are listening, aho, thank you so much and talk to you soon. Bye.